Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did I tell you that we relaunched our TV podcast that is now called the Prestige TV Pod? We did it in time for Succession, which is launching in October. But there's so many good shows this fall. We got Yellowstone and Billions and Insecure. We have The Shrink Next Door. Is Mayor of Kingstown going to be good? We're going to be breaking all of it down. The morning show season finale. We are going to be here. Like, we're going to treat it like we treat the NBA playoffs. If there's a really good prestigious TV show, we're breaking it down in this feed. Check it out. The Prestige TV Pod from the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your sound only folks here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, hip hop, video games, anime, Demon Slayer, season two, whoop, whoop, entertainment district arc. And also, Kaimetsu no Yaiba. Kai, yeah, it's just Kaimetsu like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you thought we wasn't going to do it, but we in here. We in this bitch now. Entertainment yeah. District Art. Yeah, by the way, can Season I Season two. Like, Micah, not to troll you up top, but like, we're talking about Demon Slayer. We committed to it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say, there are people who have mentioned that we have not talked about that Kanye doc. <laughs> and I, should we should oh, we talk the, about it next the, week? G- genius. The, like the genius. Okay. All right. Listen. Here's here's my half bar about genius. I have always had a weird thing about people releasing documentaries about their lives while they're still alive. Um, and further, there's, I mean, like, you know, it's incre- we've, we've talked about it on this podcast, our critical record shows that we fucking hate it 
when you do new episodes weekly on a streaming service. Put the whole thing out together so you don't have you don't need like a rapid like audience for your eight, you know, episode journey into you know, your psyche, whatever, with all the found footage that we've all seen a bunch of times. I just, like, I'm, ma- I'm mad that it exists. Yeah, but you don't want to do an episode about it? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what it reminds me of? Somebody emailed us, like, months ago. Uh, it was during, it was, like, during that whole ordeal with Drake and Kanye, right? When they were doing the late Larry Hoover shit. And somebody yeah. emailed us. It was a thoughtful email, but they were emailing us, like referring us to this interview where these people were breaking down, um, like how actually Drake's set was full of subliminals for Kanye. And it's like, look, that's a valid form of fandom, right? But like, that's the kind of thing I I've always hated about Kanye, frankly, and Drake is like the degree to which you kind of have to become like a stand, like a kind of you have to become a kind of fan fiction detective if you're really going to commit to Kanye West you ever fandom. Been, yeah, you ever been, have you ever went to like, you know, meet a friend for breakfast at a, at a, at a trendy, you know, much frequented breakfast spot and you sit down, you're starting to have a like, you know, guys conversation and then they just like, they tense up all of a sudden they're like, oh my God. You look over there. Look at like, like like look over there. Yo, no, no, no. Don't look over there. Don't don't look over there. Don't don't look. Don't look. Don't look now. Don't look now. But that's you know, I just you know this is that's so and so who I used to have such and such thing with, and like you know, it's just if they see me, it's all over. But I should go say hi. But I want them to notice me first because they wronged me, and you know, if 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 they don't notice me, then I don't whatever. Like that's the entire tone of this whole Drake versus Kanye thing. Lest we forget that your genius, phonetically spelled, was on Twitter saying, Jay-Z, call me, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I, I listen, we all remember the tweet. Tim- I like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's dumb as hell that we have to even entertain this at all. So no, no I don't want to watch Genius. No, no, I, I, okay, look, as a decision, it's like, a, I, I agree. I feel like we're not doing it. We don't have the gumption this time around. I feel like even the Julia Fox thing, it's it just will like, just be me being so like, it's just going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to be constructive. And by the way, to, that's the problem. To be clear, like, even in our capacity as haters, this isn't even us like making an articulation about the music of Kanye. Like I still, I'm still listening to the music. I'm still, you know what I mean? I still have an open heart for this. That's stuff. you. That's yeah. you. No, you know? but it's like I like it's like that. But no, 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 no. It's just like this is this is this is this is this is the gods honest on like the genius, you know, Kanye circus thing is that the music no longer justifies all this extra shit because Donda was not hitting like that, bro. I don't care what you say. I don't care about how much you listen to it. Like I mean, like, and, and and you know what? It's not. It was not hitting enough for me to even have clicked the link about he's announced he doubts down to two. Like it's like I'm scrolling right over that and getting to, <laughs> and going to literally anything else. Like it's like I'm I'm over it. It's done. I'm. I will just say this: since we're not we're not doing an episode about genius, I will just I'm going to say this. And I'm curious what you think, Micah. 
I'm curious what our listeners think they can email us. It is not that woman's fault at Def Jam. If it just so happened to be the case that PD Crack had three songs better than the new workout plan in 2003. <laughs> that's, not her, that's not her fault, bro. It's not her fault that PD Crack was more popping than the college dropout at the time. That's not her problem. She works in marketing. Oh, man. Oh. It just so you're happened like, to be like the they case. had the, like the, the, the Def Jam. You know what? Yes. Yes. Give me, can, yes. Stefan Anderson in the chat saying both versions of one for PD are classic. And that is absolutely true. I was going to say, do you remember the, you know, we are going to push Coke rap from the fringes to the mainstream, the first attempt to do yeah. that with calling him PD PD instead of PD crap. <laughs> Listen, it's not anyway. it's, it's not her fault that burning up was more fire than anything on the college dropout or late registration. My heart is like burning up. Where was that? Factual. Where was that? It's not her. It's not her problem. That's not her fault. Moving on. <laughs> Demon Slayer. What would you say to Joe Byron if you if you could talk to him right now? <laughs> Bing <laughs> 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 bong. Anyway, yes, we are through the shenanigans. We are actually talking about Demon Slayer, the Entertainment District arc this week. Actually, finally, today. Oh. Give me your top line thoughts. Uh, just up top, let's let's level set. What did you think of season two of Demon Slayer? Um, top line, Uzui Tengen is like you know. Woo! Why are we like? I mean, like, listen. Three listen, wives. I'll do. All due respect to uh, your your boy, the Flame Hashira. Uh, we oh don't we, do that. Oh, come on now. We, respect the dead. Hold on. We now. love you. Listen, crazy. listen. No, we love you. We love you. We miss you. We wish you had you back. You know, wish you could see how we living out here and all that. But like, listen. I'm not talking. I'm not talking disrespectful. I'm just saying that he walked so that Tengen could run. All right. Which is not, which is, which is, which is, you know, I'm just, I just want to say, I just want to say that we've, that we've, that we put a negative connotation on that phrase. But I think that if you look, if you stop and you actually think about what it means, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting the Don't dead. stop I'm and not explain what it means. I'm not disrespecting. Okay. What I'm saying is that Rengoku first. Uh, you know, revolutionary, inspiring, uh, world beating, never be the same. We miss you, dog. We miss you, pimp. But then Tengen is all that plus, like, being a kind of funny that, like, he's actually in on the joke. Not necessarily, like, you know, funny as a means of, isn't it really ridiculous that Rengoku just kind of has this sort of spectrumy way of like talking about things where he doesn't actually look at the person he's talking to, but off into the middle distance, 
as if like he's constantly in hero pose. Yeah. Like, and then Tengen is like, you know, uh, yeah, okay, fine. I'll take you as my disciples. What? Why would you want to be my disciples? Of course you want to follow me. I'm a sexy, awesome guy. Which is like, I appreciate Tengen's attitude towards like being a Hashira slash Demon Slayer. Which is that like, listen, this is, I'm going to die at any minute. So I'm going to like look as cool as possible doing it at any given time. The, fir like, the first sign with this dude is that you see him with the long do-rag looking like he looks like a cross between like a mid 2000s with the, battle rapper you know with the headband broke yeah, way yeah. off like with the in the and like that uh, the eye tattoos and like the and the nail polish you know <laughs> yes, it's just who's yes. <laughs> taking is from detroit oh yeah like, that's it's, it. it's there's a <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's he it. He came that's from totally the it. Detroit house scene. Yeah, that's, yes. that's it. That's totally it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he, he was emceeing over, like, he was emceeing over breakbeats before he was doing, before he was a ninja and before he was a demon slayer. He was at a warehouse party talking over, like, talking all low and, you know, growing in sexy light over a beat or whatever, you know, while people were, you know, two-footing. It's like, it's this, Tengen is like the coolest hot character we've met so far, I think. You said, you said, look, to me, it's like, the part of it, he looked like a mid-2000s battle rapper, but then he also looks like the Tekken soundtrack. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> that's what he looks like. He has the drip. It's just his drip is insane. It's, I wasn't ready. I wasn't uh, ready for, for a successor to Rick Goku. Cause that's my role model. That's my personal father figure. Um, also, like the I, I like the fact that like uh, within um, like living memory, like within living memory of like the Demon Slayer universe, like in this world, like he's known as far as like the map that we've covered like as readers watchers whatever so far as like the most uh attractive person like alive yeah. <laughs> which i think is also funny yeah. um and just you know like refusing to be oppressed as a hot person i dig it he's you like i yeah he he behaves in a manner resembling you frankly um, <laughs> uh okay but apart from him specifically like the season in general i okay we have to talk about a thing that uh it came up definitely when we taped the episode about the demon slayer movie right mugen train um and mm -hmm. i think in that episode we also talked about sort of my like growing up i had a distaste for stuff like dragon ball right because it's like the classic complaints, right? Of like, man, why does it take 12 episodes to get through like a single battle? Like, you know what I mean? It, to stage a single battle oh, in that universe. I think it's like more so like we were talking about like, yeah, like the, the one piece problem where it's like yeah. it's a thousand episodes because like there's only like, like 20% of each episode is new material. The rest is like recapping and the rest, the, the, the other part is foreshadowing. And then like, you know, the, the intro song is pretty long itself. The OP. Like, so like, yeah, it's like, there's, I, I, I think, oh, uh, that, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I do remember you talking about like the, 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 the next time on Dragon Ball Z problem, as it were. 
and but also talking about how like for for whatever reason demon slayer is the one thing that circumvents this with me because demon slayer is like that to the t right like you watch Mugage, you watch that movie and it's i, I think 60 percent of the demon slayer movie is flashbacks like it's wild right and it's like a thing i feel like people complain about is like oh over reliance on flashbacks and yet i like sobbed through the demon slayer movie and that was like my introduction to demon slayer despite yeah, that movie just I being think, constant flashbacks i like it's like you i guess having gone into the movie cold having not watched the first season also i was high we didn't should clarify yeah you, you know like you know like how it is bruh like but anyway the, the like what i'm saying is that uh like the, the knock against like the show in general is just kind of like all right the chips are down time for tanjiro to talk to his dad through his memories and figure out yeah. like you know a new super move to defeat this villain and that's literally what happens at every, like, every time he hits a head. Literally, in order to get out of, you know, <laughs> the uh, the stage, the spawn area, the staging area or whatever, like in, the, in episode four, ghosts come to him and say, this is how you cut a boulder in half. Like, it's the only, the, the currency of character progression is flashback in, in this, well, I guess, like, in... in, in in addition to decapitations, yeah. but like, you know, also flashbacks. But it, I think it works in Demon Slayer really well because there's this sense of, um, I don't know, I feel like in a lot of other stuff, that kind of thing, that kind of mode, right, where you're doing these kind of cheap narrative like resets in the middle of a big fight, just feel like they're exposition-y. Whereas I think there's this kind of emotional explosiveness, right? It's like, I don't know, it's like a... It's never about the information in the flashbacks. It's always about sort of building and keeping up the emotional momentum of what the fight is. And that's what I think works for me about it. And I think season two of the show, like it's, you watch season two of Demon Slayer and it's so, you're really working through 10 episodes of TV that are dedicated to this one fight. You know what I mean? And like some of the episodes are longer than, than normal. Some of the episodes are like 40 minutes or 30 minutes. And I'm, I, I don't know. I guess I was just surprised after all the shit I've talked about Shonen that I was totally locked in for as many episodes of season two that are dedicated to literally a single encounter. Like you were doing a this single on, encounter. That happens across like four rooftops. Uh, four rooftops that like feel as big as Gotham mm -hmm. somehow. I mean, I guess it's, it's really like the... It really is one of those big nonsensical anime fights that just lets you throw all logic out of the window. <clears throat> um, with the exception of, I, you know, all right, I, 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 I do say that like this kind of tested the limits of the quote unquote, like you know the the uh, the efficacy of. Demon Slayer's quote unquote emotional explosiveness because yo, like the Nezuko transformation stuff is visually stunning. 
Like, I mean, like it's 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 really incredible they the the way that they made like the blood demon art come to life, yeah. like the way that they animated it and all that. But the voice acting, huh, dog, like the 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 the, the amount of retching and screaming and <laughs> that goes on, like and, and it's literally that is I'm like seriously though, like that's eighty five percent of like episodes four through six or whatever. Yeah, yeah I like feel is you. I feel is you. her just kind of like and and uh, and like the rest of it is Tanjiro doing calculations in his head. You know, if I combine while, the water breathing like, with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if I oh, if I combine the water breathing with the fire breathing and. Yeah, and then if I just like I'm beginning to pass out, if I get my recovery breathing started, but I gotta tape my hand to the handle of the like it's just like it is so like the the dramatic tension of the of the of the of uh, this one fight because ten episodes are dedicated is really stretched taut. I, I I'm gotta say, like and then. Uh, because the two demons that they're fighting are brother and sister, and she becomes all weepy. It's just like, man, y'all gotta, you know, leave this trauma in the past, man. I like we got we got stuff to do. <laughs> um, let's let's take a break for right now, and we will come back and sort of get into, I guess, like the dynamic with the brother and sister, and like the whole dynamic of the season. Um, yeah, we'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink. With seven rewards, it's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Micah, I feel your exasperation in the sense, right, that if you really look back over the season, 
and you really account for what did you just watch? Like in terms of if you try to quantify, like story wise, what just happened? It feels like a mm-hmm. single volume. It feels like half a volume of manga happened in some way. Well, I don't know. I guess when you're reading manga, you're right. It's like all of these really gloriously well, actually, stretched out panels and shit. So I, how, I, I don't know how much, how much the season covers in terms of volumes of the manga. So it didn't feel like a lot. It mm, felt. Like, I have it like it's not. It, it really is. It's like it's like one. Like this entertainment arc, I think happens over like one volume, maybe. Okay. Um, but it's like the 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 Mugen Train arc is like the key change, and this is like, all right, now we're picking up speed because yeah. like you've you've met like the like the Rengoku's death is to raise the stakes. Yeah. These two demons are to be like, all right, we're not like fighting. Like, there's no safety net anymore. Like if you think there's no like you have to you have to f- fight the you have to go fight the big one like there's no there are no more grunts like so this is like sort of I guess if you want to put it back like across shonen like you know um like in Naruto like the tuning exam has like been broken up. And like everybody's still the Gideon, but like now, like we're fighting members of the Akatsuki, like and and nobody really knows like why like we things have gotten so intense recently, but like um, plans are coming to a head, troops are rallying, as solutions need to be found soon. Basically, uh, it was, was what's going on in the entertainment district art. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I think I think that's the thing because it's like I'm I'm so not used to how shonen series in the long term right manage stakes because it kind of gets I think to your point about like man we got we got shit to do <laughs> right because it's like there is something about Demon Slayer where because there's a lot of marinating and like memories right and all these people have these really unpleasant recollections of of like various childhoods right um mm-hmm. i don't know you do spend a lot of time stewing in what feel like and it's the uncanny thing about demon slayer to me of like the combination of how shredded all of these characters look combined with their faces their faces they all look 15 right um yeah all of them right it's like that contrast and to me that's why i think i buy they also have the biggest eyes of anyone in the history of anime all of these characters and Mm -hmm. yeah i do just kind of on a visceral level by the idea that these are all kind of gnashing angsty children who as much as they're they're acting out this like this this demon slayer lore they're also doing the classic thing you do in the backyard with your cousin when you're a kid right where it's like well you thought you killed me but actually I used my healing technique and I'm back from the dead and I'm actually more powerful <laughs> and I'm going to use my you know, you know what I mean it's like that exactly. shit but like exactly. dead, but played straight no you're dead go down yeah it's like there's you it, can't decapitate me this time because I used my it's like, <laughs> but it's like played totally uh, straight it, and I, I mean again that's Dragon yeah. Ball too right but 
Yeah, yeah. That that I mean, like it is Ray's totally straight, just being like, I can I only use like my I can only use uh godlike speed once. Uh I can only use it twice, and I used it once to get out of the rubble. And this so the second time I need to make sure that I slash this person's neck. But I need to be moving at the sleeve <laughs> of night in order to do it. Because yeah, you have to decapitate <laughs> like them at the this. same time. Exactly. At the same, at the same time. Because like, they can see through each other's yes. eyes. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Oh my god. But it's also that, like, okay, I think I didn't like that stuff as a kid because it's sort of I don't know. I never I always felt like the Dragon Ball animation style, for instance, was janky. Right. And it's like, to me, maybe I am just kind of a superficial person because like part of the reason I felt like I really liked Full Metal Alchemist back in the day is because that was something where it's like a genre of story that I normally wouldn't get into. But that show just looked so cool. Like all the powers and stuff looked like, I don't know, the animation looked like it was a cut above, you know. And I, I, I've already called Arcane like the most beautiful animated thing on television ever. So, I, and I reserve that. I stand by that for Arcane. But like, so much of the fights in Demon Slayer season two, you just look at it and you're like, "This shit pops. This How? shit just pops." Like when, um, like when Tengen is going after, like, pops up the second time, mm-hmm. and is missing an arm. And going after, uh, like uh, the the Scyther demon guy, yeah, yeah. Where he where he's where he's just kind of like, because I mean, like you know, again to to like go back to what we were talking about, the quality of this being like dropped into a backyard where all of your cousins are playing a game that they're already an hour into and you don't really understand and it. And the rules are all like, broken. Whatever rules, and the are rules are all over up. the place. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's a mishmash of three different sports and you know seven different movies. Anyway, like there's like at this stage like he goes like the demon has this, you know, whatever finisher attack that covers like a wide area like and it's impossible to escape or whatever so chips are down he's doing the attack Tanjiro's out of breath and can't start his recovery breathing up pops Tengen with one arm out of the rubble he's just kind of like and laughing (laughs) by the way (laughs) and he's just and starts deflecting the undeflectable attack and running in a straight line towards the guy and he's just kind of like, wait a minute, how are you doing that? And he's just like, oh, I noticed that like your blades make a certain sound, so I turned the whole thing into a song. So I'm gonna <laughs> like, you know, play it, yes. which is ridiculous. But I'm like, all right, I'm down. That's how cool it looks. Yeah, yeah. Like there is the yeah. It's the logic of everything is so absurd. Like, even in the beginning of the fight with the like, I can't cut through the ribbons because they bend around the blade. It's like what. But yeah, it's like all of the just like, oh, this is made of silk or papyrus cloth or something. Like, you know, you just be making shit up. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Well, visually, get, it makes all the sense it, in the world. Like, you watch it play out. Yeah. And it's like, you almost could turn both audio, like, Japanese, English, you could just turn both audio tracks off, frankly, and have, like, 95% of the emotional grammar just, like, Okay, are these people fighting or is one one Especially of them? Especially if you have anime brain. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Especially I know what this is. Especially if you is. already have anime brain. I know what they're yeah. talking about. 
you can't decapitate me unless you decapitate her at the same time. Oh my god. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut my neck. The, yo, the, one, yeah, the one I shot got... where it was like three different swords at three different points in his neck. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that was so ridiculous. Like, it's, I, and I mean, like, the, the catharsis of it at the end of it. Like is is totally ridiculous when they're everybody's eyes are glowing white and they're all screaming and grunting effortfully at the same time trying to cut this guy's head off and like and it's like a serious like a like a ninety second sequence where they're all just yelling at the top of their voices. Yeah, and it's like they and say then finally the, most the heads shit. both fly off at the same time and bounce on the ground and roll <laughs> together to to look at to like the brother and sister to look each other in the eye. And I'm telling you, Justin, I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, yeah. At that exact moment, I cut the TV off because I was just like, listen, I'm not about to watch a whole fifteen to twenty minutes of we were. Like our life was sad and our death is sadder because, like you know, now we actually, realize we that tragic. the pain that we caused other because yeah, actually we were tragic and we thought that we were paying people back because you know when we were young they didn't like us and even hated us and we didn't have enough to eat. I thought so it we was had to go. cute. I mean, like yeah, it's like sure, but you need to be in the mood for that. Like yeah, it's like okay. and like it was just. I was like, yes, they're dead. I'm hungry. I'm going to go do something else now. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with, you know, Big Brother. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be the same with yeah. that. Because I don't know. Oh, it's Nietzsche! Like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, Demon Slayer is so dramatic. Like, that show does need that. Because there is, like, this weird sentimentality to those characters, despite the fact that they are these ripped 15-year-old faced people you know like it i think the show even even though i know it gets to these weird extremes where everyone's just screaming and sobbing like it needs that like you can't have a character need, like, well, like without that no 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 i like it needs like it's, it's just this is a show that needs that because all of these show needs that because every shonen anime is about child rebel soldiers these are all 15 year olds that have been conscripted and sent into some you know, life or death situation that they didn't really sign up for. And like, so yeah, like if you have any time to soberly think about anything, you're just kind of like, man, it's kind of fucked up. So yeah, you need the emotional heft of them, you know, screaming and crying and doing the, you know, the boo-boo faces and the whatever. (laughs) I thought that you were dead. Nah, I was just taking a nap and I could move my organs around. Like it's <laughs> like I, it's, it's just all sorts of like loopholes that are like again, like this is just the the dent of like dumb animation. Yeah. His ability to detect murderous intent is extraordinary. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> but that's the thing, it's like who writes oh, it? Like man. that's the thing. Where else, where else on earth are you gonna go where people talk like that? In all seriousness, his ability also, to detect or, murder. Where is he going to go? Is just like and go. Where else, else on earth are you going to go? Where you can hear somebody talk like take and just be like, "Ugh, is your sister turning into a demon again?" Just do something unflashy, like sing her a lullaby or something. <laughs> just die an unflashy death. <laughs> what 
Everybody talks like Street Fighter characters, but like for a full ass script. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's Streets of Rage too. Yeah. It's just oh, like, man. Go home and be a family man in the movie. Like it's it's beautiful. Um <laughs> Demon Slayer continues to be great. I still haven't read the manga. I'm sorry. I'm still reading Chainsaw Man. Um I'm still reading Prison School. Dope dog. If we ever did Oh man, we'd be I in trouble. The thing is, there's no punch. way we could ever I haven't no. What do you think about? Oh uh, yeah, so if it is. Oh, I mean, like it's. I have no idea where it's going, but it's got that like Tatsuki Fujimoto like subversiveness, where it's just kind of like, what? Where are you going? What is this? What? What were you thinking? Like the whole, you know, the like. Uh, it's basically anything in Chainsaw Man where you feel like oh they got right up to the edge of it and pulled themselves back Fire Punch doesn't do that <laughs> so oh, okay. you know yeah you might want to like go ahead and you know peep that at your own peril I, I can't really say that like much for like structure or that I know where the story is going even but like the encounters and the, and the characters that have been developed so far have been like kind of interesting um Okay. All right. Yeah. Can I ask you? I'm gonna ask you to go on record about something that I, is the mm. other thing I guess I could imagine people thinking we might talk about, which is Elden Ring. Which I'm actually gonna I'm gonna play Elden Ring. I haven't. I'm building a PC right now, people. Um, and I like this weekend. Hopefully, I'll finish building a PC, and maybe then I'll get around to Elden Ring. But by all means, Mikey, you should share your thoughts for people who come to this podcast thinking we're going to talk about the big video game that's out in the streets right now, Elden Ring. What do you think about Elden Ring? I'll tell you what I think about From Software. <laughs> Which is, I know that you might have read like me talking about playing Sekiro, you know? Maybe enjoying it. That was a dark time in my life. <laughs> I was really... What's going on? I am no, I'm saying I'm not ridiculous. You know, the experience was the experience, and you know, it nonetheless changed me, but it was a dark time. I don't think that if I, you know, hadn't wanted to punish myself for whatever reason, that I would have picked up Sekiro and grinded for 10 hours to explore 15 more feet of the map, as as like happens in in all from software games. <laughs> Looking at you, Jedi Fallen Order, I'm never going to forgive you for introducing the idea of a fucking lightsaber-resistant enemy in the first 10 minutes of a Star Wars game. The fuck out of my face. <laughs> Are you kidding me with that? Wait, um, how did that work, though? Because I saw the first 10 minutes of, of The Phantom Menace where Obi-Wan cuts through that nine foot... Nine feet of steel blast door. Yeah, the yeah, blast like door. So just, what's the, what is it? All and all it took was time. Yeah, like it, it, there's. Yeah, it took him like a this, solid thirty seconds to do it. This giant like iguana thing with like you know rocks on its back for for shells or whatever is just like you know you go back to get in your ship as Cal Kestis, you drop into a hole that's a bog, and it's just like oh, king. Uh, iguana rock back thing is down here and like it's also lightsaber resistant like the ones that you faced on that little uh 
plateau over there before you had to Jedi flip to get over here, which is different than the double jump, mind you. Um, anyway, Elden Ring, I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, you know, we heard it was cool, whatever. Uh, you know, like, it's been getting good scores and whatnot. But uh, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to be subjecting myself to uh, that again. <laughs> Yo, I, I mean, like, you, you, just, like you, you could, you are. Plus. I'm so upset. Like, it's <laughs> listen. I am plus right now. I'm plus about the entire like souls like construct. The thing is, I've never played any of these games. I'm gonna play Elden Ring. I was talking to my friend Jeremy Gordon, who I think is writing about Elden Ring right now. And like, he's been the main person in my life. Everyone has this person who's constantly hyping, you know, Bloodborne, Dark Souls shit to them. I've always avoided it because of reasons I've talked about on the pod before, right? I, I just don't like high fantasy, beige, high fantasy sort of like aesthetics. Um, this game at least sounds interesting. I kind of am like, going into it with some trepidation, but I do feel like it's time for me to finally really like give one of these games a shot. So maybe I will on a future episode have some like, I'll carve out a corner to talk about it a little bit. Um, but I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I love difficult game. I love sort of like, I like spicy shit, man. Like I like a good hard video game. It's just that like the Dark Souls stuff has just never been my aesthetic. You know, I think that's why I, you know, don't gravitate yeah, I, toward it. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I, I'm, I'm kind of like against the idea of games that like actively punish you for playing them. <laughs> no, I love that. I'm uh, pro that. I like. I, I was like having a conversation with somebody on the internet today. I think like in a Substack comment section, they were like. Uh, they were saying they were responding to somebody else, but the sentence they said was like, "I want to hurt the player" is a valid artistic mission, and I was like, "Yes, fave heart, I agree with that. I like to be hurt by video game developers. I enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> give me that. Play that. Run that back. That I enjoy. I think you I have. I, mean? I think. I think I have. I think I have." Like maybe, like I, I like it's too like I got, I got too many hobbies to have a game, a separate game dominate my life, for like a month at a time. Being like, listen, I, if I don't do nothing else, I'm getting out of this room tonight. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I like, I don't really want to. It's just like I don't really want that anymore. That's fair. Like there's maybe it'll come back around again, you know, but like there's I, I live my life with the possibility that the future may turn all of the things that I say on on their head. But it does routine right now of this podcast. I don't think that I'm going to be touching Elden Ring. Yep. I'm going to love myself instead. I'm going to stick a pin in it. Readers, check back with me. Email us. About Elden Ring, Demon Slayer, whatever, soundonlypod at gmail.com. You got anything else, Michael? Nah, man, I'm cool. I don't think I have anything else. 
All right, bet. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mike Peters. We will see y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.